हेलो वेलकम टू द सेल्फ लर्निंग पॉडकास्ट बाय डॉक्टर सुषमा सिंह लेट अस स्टार्ट डिस्कशन ऑन यूनिट 24 इकोनॉमिक रिफॉर्म्स एंड ग्लोबलाइजेशन एंड आवर टॉपिक इज 1991 क्राइसिस लिबरलाइजेशन एंड इट्स इकोनॉमिक कॉन्सिक्वेंसेस since the mid 60s economists started studying intensively the effect of trade policy on economic performance though there is no consensus about the conclusions drawn from these studies most trade specialists conclude that economies adopted towards oriented policies perform better than countries adopting isi policies for an analysis of the indian case these studies also identify a number of factors that reduce economic efficiency in countries adopting isi policies for instance in india the foreign exchange control regime had to be allocated foreign exchange among companies in an industry for import to raw material it is very difficult to judge efficiency of firm so the officials tended to allocate the foreign exchange in proportion to production or more often capacity this meant that no effort was made to distinguish between efficient and in efficient firms if allocation was done on the basis of capacity it encouraged firms to have more capacity so that capacity utilization was low and capital was being wasted in a country that was short of capital when decisions about expansion were to be made the licenses were divided among all applicants without consideration being given to efficiency again therefore efficient and inefficient firms grew at about the same rate such allocation rules were a major reason for the slow growth of productivity in indian industry which has been documented by many researchers the broad opinion among economists is that very high rates of tariff lead to inefficiency and should be avoided for instance if a duty of 400% is levied on a good in india it means that indian producers can be 400% less efficient than foreign producers and the cost is borne by poor indian consumers the further benefits such as becoming more efficient later etc are rarely large enough to justify this large cost now but there is no animity of what the low level of tariff should be some economists would go all the way to free trade most would opt for 10 to 20% and some may go as high 
as 35 to 45 percent. All would favor a new tariff rates. This is purely for administrative reasons. If there are many rates, then considerable time can be wasted in deciding what rate is applicable for a particular good and opportunity for corruption is created. Also, economists would by and large not favor use of quotas, QRs. The result of the considerable amount of research done on the effect of trade policy on economic performance and conditionality attached to bank and fund loans has been that most developing countries have abandoned the ISI regime that they had adopted earlier. Most have no QRs, only seven small countries still maintain QRs. The developed countries have tariffs that average about 4 percent. This is in contrast to the average rate of about 40 percent at the end of the Second World War. Almost 50 percent of the imports into these countries were duty free. Of course, the picture from the viewpoint of developing countries is not so rosy as the developed countries tend to impose higher tariffs on goods exported by the developing countries. Developing countries have also reduced the tariff in imports. Average import tariff in most developing and trans Asian economies is now about 10 percent. Indian policy makers tackling the 1991 crisis took the stance that trade restrictiveness was not an appropriate policy and that the economy should become more open. Also, the industry regulations that had governed entry into an industry and also governed how much a company could produce, had outlived their usefulness. Indian policy makers have drastically reduced the level of protection in the economy. The maximum tariff was reduced from almost 400 percent to about 40 50 percent. The average tariff from about 100 percent to about 20 percent. All QRs on manufacturing imports were eliminated after India lost a dispute before the Dispute Settlement Board at the World Trade Organization. Earlier, RQRs on agricultural imports were eliminated as part of the agreement at the multilateral trade negotiations known as the Uruguay Round. Though India has liberalized its trade regime considerably, it still has a more restrictive regime than other countries. 
internal regulations on industrial investment have also been eliminated and the inflow of foreign capital liberalized. Economic performance since the liberalization has not been dramatically different from that of the earlier period and this has generated considerable debate. The rates of growth of agricultural and manufacturing as well as total gross domestic product have been about the same. There seems to be no strong evidence that the rate of growth of productivity in Indian industry has increased after the liberalization. Poverty decreased quite rapidly in the 80s. Poverty has continued to decrease in the 90s after the liberalization though at a somewhat slower pace. Now let us wind up the session and take rest. Thank you very much for engaging yourself with the self-learning podcast.